Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast. Josh Shaw, Ryan Buckeye, back. Episode, Jesus, I don't even know where we're at now. We're in the 30s, 40s? I don't even know. Like, we're close I, to 30. Are we? Okay, yeah, I don't even know where we're at at this point. Um, tis the season, Josh. We are, we're, we're getting closer. It's crazy to think, man. Like we've talked about this, but 2019 is almost over. We're in the quote unquote holiday season. There's Christmas music on the radio. It's weird. Um, but it's the season of giving. And, uh, today's podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about that giving or what we call cause marketing that I'm actually like, I'm super passionate about it. I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing. I'm not sure who invented it or who was the first to do it, but there are many companies that were built on cause marketing. Um, and, and I also want to talk about cause marketing as it relates to our space or the lack thereof. There's not much of it going on in sports nutrition. And the reason why I bring it up is maybe this will strike a tune with somebody within the space that listens to this and says, you know what, maybe we can make a difference. Maybe we can start to contribute some of our profits. Maybe we can go to a cause and, and tie, our, tie, what we're in, you know, tie what we're doing into a cause. Because you think about what fitness does. Like Those of us who live a fitness-centric lifestyle are probably more likely to not suffer from things like diabetes and things that you know, come from obesity. And uh, I mean, it's not to say like, you know, what's going to prevent cancer by any means because cancer doesn't discriminate. But I think that there's a lot of good that the fitness community could do coming together, especially the sports nutrition community. And there are a handful of brands, which I will recognize on this podcast, that have cause marketing, that uh, authentic cause marketing, I think is a big term that I want people to listen to is like, you have to be authentic about what you're doing. Um, so let me first just explain what cause marketing is for those that don't understand. Like basically you tie your business into a cause. It's pretty simple, right? So you give a portion of your proceeds or 100% of your proceeds to a charity or some type of research uh, institution that is looking to find a cure or looking to help somebody in need. So an example is like, I, I love, I love this brand. It's, I think it's based in Minnesota, but like, I love your, or, or it's like, love your melon. And uh, if you've never heard of this before, what they do is they sell hats. Like they started out selling winter hats. And if you bought a winter hat, what they would do is they would donate a winter hat to a child with cancer, right? Because if you think about cancer, like you go through chemotherapy, you lose your hair, children get cold. Like it was such a cool, like authentic, unique thing. And, um, and that, that's how that company got built. And they eventually went into like socks and other type of apparels and it's the same thing. You buy one, we give one. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there that, that see these causes and they, they don't care about the quality of the product. They don't care about even what the product is. They just want to help. Um, but at the same time, I, 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 on the flip side of that, there's probably people who look at these and be like, well, that's a chinzy, cheap-ass way to, to pad your profits. Like, hey, say you're going to do this. And I want to have an open discussion with you, Josh, because you've worked with companies before and you've suggested cause marketing campaigns or cause something to them. Um, and and I, I would love to hear more like how you got to that. Like through conversation, found out that the owner was passionate about something and realized like that you could turn this into not necessarily like a business opportunity because that sounds kind of gross to an extent, but like how do you, how do you excel your sales, but at the same time, like help somebody in need that could actually really use it? Yeah, that's a good kind of thing to kind of discuss because there is a process that especially when I'm working with entrepreneurs that are kind of pre-revenue, they're still, it's still an idea where I'm kind of early on to things. There's a lot of like just discussion behind like what is driving that entrepreneur? Like what is the purpose? What's their why behind what they're doing? And mm -hmm. a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with something that's a cause or, or anything. There could just be some reasons that they have or, or whatever that is 
uh, hopefully more than just about creating revenue or creating um, you know some wealth. But through those conversations and really getting to know the entrepreneur, a lot of times what happens is you uncover some things about their life that is very strong to them, very big part of their lives that they live in quiet about, they don't really talk much about, but it's a big part of what drives them on a day-to-day basis. And when those things kind of come up, I always kind of bring up the point of, well, you're starting this business, there's a profit-generating entity that you're going to create, you're able to then give back to this cause that is a really big part of your life. If you're able to blend these together and align them in a really good way, it might be more beneficial, more purposeful for you as an entrepreneur to continue with this vision long term because it's all tied back to like something you strongly are super passionate about. Mm-hmm. So you end up getting a few of those cases that end up happening where you're like, this works perfectly. This is what you need to do um, to make this happen. This is what's really going to drive your business. And what I've found more times than not is when you do kind of uncover those things and and an entrepreneur is really like self-aware to know like what is driving them each day, you end up creating something that has a much better probability of of working out in the market because it is so closely tied to that entrepreneur. It's not something where they're basically trying to retroactively create a purpose to a brand um, and it doesn't align. It has no purpose. It has no um, like Consumers can't look at it and say like, oh, that makes total sense. And you made a comment about like sports nutrition, like why a lot of the brands in in sports nutrition maybe don't have anything to do with cause marketing. And a lot of times it comes down to they haven't really thought out that brand fully before they've created it. So for them to put a cause around that, it just looks fake. It just Mm -hmm. looks like it's just padded on. And then a consumer is going to easily say, well, they're just doing this to try to get a little extra money. They're Mm -hmm. not trying to actually create, you know, this bigger purpose to the brand. It's just something to be a money generating idea. Um, and before I kind of toss this back to you, I don't know who started the cause marketing thing. And I, I don't, I don't want to like put anybody down and say that, you know, that they were the one, whatever. But I, I remember like Tom's shoes, like doing oh, yeah. and starting like the buy, buy one, give one idea. Um, and I don't know how well they're doing now or if they're still in existence today, but I know, you know, 10, 20 years ago, like that was huge. Like mm-hmm. people were wearing those shoes all over the place because of this new idea that if you buy one, they'll also give one. And I know that sprouted out like the one you mentioned and a ton of other people since then have, have kind of followed that model. But I believe he was the one that created that model. But that's not necessarily what cause marketing is all about. There's probably somebody that's, you know, did it in the 1920s or something like yeah. that. But this one in my thought pattern, at least in our world, our, our age range that kind of kind of brought it back to me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome. Like, Tom's is, I mean, we. I just went to a, a sale, like, a, a three years ago at, like, the Minneapolis Convention Center of a big, like, Tom's sale. So, like, they're still around, but they now they've expanded from shoes into, like, sunglasses and purses and some other stuff, too. So, like, they've they've done that. How do we expand our business? Because at the end of the day, you are running a business. Like, you still need to turn a profit. Um, so, I think there's a good way that you can incorporate cause into your mission uh, without being greedy and making it seem like you're just doing it to earn a buck. And um, <clears throat> one of the, I actually got a part to be uh, in, uh, 
I got to be a part in a really successful, massive campaign when I was at General Mills. And you've probably heard of this or seen the commercials with like Honey Nut Cheers, but the Good Goes Around campaign with Ellen DeGeneres. So it was a massive campaign uh, that we did at General Mills in which we partnered with Ellen about basically like doing a million acts of kindness or, or a billion acts of kindness. I can't remember exactly what, what number was. One of the two, probably a billion. Um, <clears throat> but basically like every time somebody purchased like a box of Cheerios, like they would give a meal to somebody in need. Um, so like that was a, it wasn't like it, the, the entire business was not structured around a cause, but they did a campaign structured on a cause. So when, I'm not saying like within the sports nutrition industry, you need to create a, ban- a brand surrounded or based around a single cause. Like you can incorporate it even into like a marketing strategy for 2020. Like, is there a cause maybe that became true or became sort of uh, important to you as a CEO through the years of running it that now you want to try to help? Does it make sense to align yourself with that cause? Because, one thing about this industry is you scroll through Instagram and you see brand owners posing with their Ferraris and flaunting their money. And it's just like, listen, you worked hard for that. I get it. You can do that. But you also might have a little bit extra to give. Or if, if you're you know, a multimillionaire, you can swim in that money all you want. But there are people out there in need like – that's the one thing I'm not trying to be like, um, I, I don't know what I'm, the word I'm looking for, but I'm not trying to say like you have to give, but we're, we're so good at taking as a society. We're so good at like taking things. We're really bad at giving and we're really bad at helping people out. Um, and it's actually one thing that I'm pretty proud of through FI is like we make sure that we pick a charity every year and we donate a, a pretty large sum of money towards it. Um, and this year we're going to be doing the FitOps Foundation, which you know all about the FitOps Foundation. And I want to talk about that because I said I want to like bring up brands that I think are doing good. Like Performix, whatever you, whatever you think of the brand itself um, is one thing. But I had Matt Hesse on my other podcast and he, for the first time I believe ever admitting to me that they donated 100% of their profits after they paid all the employees to the FitOps Foundation, which was a foundation that Matt Hesse founded himself. It's a nonprofit. Why? Because he's a U.S. veteran. He understands that like veterans are struggling every single day in America trying to find a purpose, and up to 25 people per day are committing suicide. Uh, uh, way too many people. Um, and so he created a foundation to help veterans find purpose through fitness, and he funds that foundation through the profits of performers, which is really cool. But he, he's never done anything. Like, you know this. He has never... Like said that out loud, really, until recently, and now, now, like, if you're watching on YouTube, like, I have this FitOps card right here that comes with every performance thing. Now he's finally comfortable letting people know what they're doing because he had the same thought process as we just talked about. Like, are people going to look at this and say it's a, this is just a, a cheap ass way to make money? But you, you've talked to him. You know how passionate he is about this cause and how much it means to him. I think that if you're a sports nutrition company and you have a cause like that, you can actually turn that into a positive. You may, you may not net any more money at the end of the day. You might still make the same amount of money. But you're so you're gonna increase sales and still make the same amount of money, but you're helping somebody. And that feeling alone's gotta feel fucking good. Yeah, I mean you talked about when you're the General Mills idea, and, and I think it's important to kind of mention around the idea that like a true like purpose driven company um, is more than a campaign. They need to be like tied to this and in you're gonna see more of an importance of this because as Generation Z, they're kind of this um, uh, younger, the, the one younger than us, they're at this point like getting to the age of a passive 18. I think the, the oldest ones are maybe going to turn 21 at this point. Like they're really big on purpose, uh, being mm-hmm. tied to uh, the brands. They need to know what is actually making the brands tick. What are the people behind that? Or, or is everything aligned? Is there actually a purpose that is connecting everything? And if you 
have this bigger purpose and you're able to um, have a deeper engagement with with the fans on on, on kind of uh, different um, areas of a brand past your product, then you're able to then influence a lot of like spending or dollars. Right. And so you have Generation Z members that are coming into the market and they're going to be asking for this. So I'm not saying that you brands need to retroactively kind of just make up things and, and yeah. start to, but what I'm going to say is that it is very important for you to start thinking about that in a bigger picture that you need to peel back some layers of your brand, have more transparency, not just when we talk transparency, a lot of times people pick a, a like a label on a product that has nothing to do with what I'm just talking about. I'm talking about like transparency of your brand overall. Like what do you stand for? Why are you in existence? What are the people in the brand? What is their driving forces? What, uh, why did they create this business? Those sorts of, those are what brand like consumers are expecting out of brands today. If they're going to spend money with those brands because they can um, feel like they are also connected to them on a deeper level. So they're willing to spend money with a brand that they feel like is personal to them, that mm -hmm. has a very big connection to what they believe in on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think I looked up some stats or whatever, but it's basically like almost two-thirds of uh, Generation Z is basically saying we, one, think positively of a brand that has um, some type of cause behind it, has some purpose behind that brand. And then two, like it's about the same, a little bit less, I think, than two-thirds, uh, say they their wallets influenced by like those same kind of purpose driven brands. So if you're thinking about two out of every three consumers of this new generation, all the new buyers that are going to come into the market are going to be looking for this and you have no thought of that at all. You're just kind of chugging away at your business and you could care less what uh, good your business does. You're going to struggle very, uh, very bigly or very large, like in the next generation when they're starting to come up there because they're not going to know how to connect with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, that that's one thing that I've read a lot about is like the Gen Z being in the cause. I'm, I'm big in the cause. Like I would literally spend more money on something like I spend, for instance, I spend more money on my electric bill each month because it supports like wind energy and it's building more like uh, windmills out throughout, throughout America. Like I think it's important. So like I spend, I spend more for it using that type of stuff um, to do it. And I'm not in the. I'm not saying like I'm in the minority. Like this is going to be something that people are looking to do if it's authentic and, it, and it's proven. So what I mean by authentic too is like you're not going to be able to quote unquote loosely tie yourself to a cause and not actually give. Like if if you're being deceptive of your or your marketing or your brand comes off as if you're tied to something and you're really not, and consumers find out, they will eat you fucking alive. They are going to eat you alive. So if you're out there telling like you stand for this, but you don't actually do anything for that in terms of like a financial commitment or resources or anything that you can provide, like consumers are going to call bullshit and you're going to suffer for it. So I guess if you're a brand listening to this and you're, and you're loosely tying yourself to something, but not actually doing anything, I highly suggest that you start doing something or you, you retract what you're doing because people are going to find, listen, we live in 2000, it's 20, 2019, 2020. We have access to so much data. You people will find out what's actually going on. So for me, like within this space, like I look to some of the bigger brands first and foremost, because what's interesting is like I see some of these small brands with basically no budgets and their cogs, their cost of goods sold are, are going to be a lot higher than some of these big brands and their margins a lot lower, but yet they're looking to be tied to a cause. Maybe there's, uh, you know, it, it, a, a brand that I know of like was started by a group of firefighters. So they, they donate like a dollar per tub, which is a lot of money. 
a lot of money um, to like fire stations and to support uh, fire education. Like, I mean, that's just an example of something within this space. Now, I'm not saying that's the end all be all, but I looked at big companies like Nutribolt and Glombia and like the ones with deep pockets. Why not lead the car? Like lead the charge. You got room. You definitely have room. I mean, for every container of C4 you sell, you donate a nickel. I don't care what it is, like you, to a cause that makes sense for the brand. You're going to increase sales. People are going to look at that and say, "Listen, C4 is already the number one selling pre-workout anyway." You're probably thinking, "I don't need to do that." But if somebody else, if you're going to increase sales by X because now you're tied to a cause, and at the same time, people, this is a tax write-off. <laughs> Whatever you donate uh, in terms of a dollar amount, um, you're going to get, you know. 30% of that back anyway in terms of a tax write-off through a charity donation, and it makes you look good. And at the same time, you should be authentic about it, though. You shouldn't be doing it just because it makes you look good. You shouldn't be doing it just because it's a tax write-off. You should do it because you care, because if you authentically care about that cause, your marketing campaign and the, and the words and PR that you put around that campaign are going to come off as authentic. People are going to believe it and want to get behind you and your brand and support your other products across that brand. So I, that for me, it'd be like, this is a calling, like, hey, big brands. Take charge on this. Like, like, put your tone. Just do do one small marketing campaign and see how it works. And and not so there are going to be brands. Josh will be like, well, we do it every October. It's called Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We donate all the proceeds to this pink shirt we make to breast cancer. That's great. That's great. But can we find something else too? Like, I'm not saying take it away from cancer research, but like that's an easy way. Like everybody can do that. We're going to create our logo on a pink T-shirt and give proceeds. There's there's more. There's more depth to this than just October. And I, and I always think about there's like a communication element that also goes with this style of um, like cause marketing is that you have to be really good at communicating the why behind what you're doing. So just putting out a pink T-shirt uh, for breast cancer, like why are you doing this? Is mm-hmm. it because your mom struggled or had or died of breast cancer? Like then it becomes something that's much stronger where a consumer is not going to point to you're trying to make money and they're going to say – wow, there's a reason behind what this person, this brand is doing because they're um, tying the why behind the the action. Mm-hmm. That's what ends up happening and what ends up washing away a lot for me is that I know there's probably a lot of brands in our, our, in our industry that do it. I can't name them because they don't communicate well. Right. They don't do a really good job at like tying it so close to the why that I am like drawn to them. And one of the things that I talked um, a ton with with Matt Hesse around when I was there, because I think I was there a couple weeks maybe before you, was around like you need to get out there and talk about this mm-hmm. because I have no idea why you're doing what you're doing, even though we've had conversations like where a consumer that's paying attention on a much smaller level than I am in the industry really has no idea. So right. if you're not out there telling that story and making it connect in a very deep way to people – they're not going to know what's going on, and they're not going to support it to the level that it needs to be. Because after you do hear the story of Matt Hesse, then you start to go, wow, this is, makes so much sense. This is the uh, best uh, idea or best like foundation concept you could have ever created because mm-hmm. it's basically modeled after your life. It's yeah. modeled after what you went through when you got back from deployment and, and kind of went through this whole thing. It's you know modified to uh, work at scale, but it's one of those things where um, it makes a ton of sense. So – you need to focus, I mean, brands need to focus on the communication, the why behind it. You have to get really deep. You have to understand that you're going to have to get a little bit raw in certain situations. Like if you are the entrepreneur that maybe doesn't feel all that comfortable talking in public and you want to start getting around causes, you better get comfortable pretty quick talking about some very intimate parts of your biz- your life or it's not going to make sense. It's not yeah. going to make sense at all. So that's <clears throat> kind of one 
thing that always kind of brings up to me. You mentioned about like big brands and, and why these big brands don't do anything. Um, you know, it's unique in the sense that I guess I'm going to take away all like the emotional side of this and I'm going to just think about this from like blocking and tackling of um, marketing and advertising. And in today's world, especially the, we're talking about sports nutrition brands, a lot of them are going after the 18 to 29 year old males or whatever. That generation grew up in a phase where like you could skip YouTube ads. You didn't really have a cable. Um, you didn't really have to worry about it. So you don't have any um, care about what commercials say or whatever. So how do you get your marketing in front of these people in a way that they're not just going to skip through it or, or breeze through it or whatever? So you're going to be spending all this money already in like traditional or digital advertising to try to get their attention. Why not try to hit them on a different level? Like hit them with the with the right hook instead of like a jab or like hit them with something different because they're going to have their guard down if you're just going to be talking about a cause and you're going to be talking authentically about a cause and all this kind of stuff. You're that money that you're going to put towards um, giving and whatever is going to pay dividends to you from just a like value generation mm -hmm. standpoint, like against <clears throat> traditional marketing. So that's taking away all the emotional side of it. I just think it's a good tactic or strategy if you're considering that it's hard to message or get yourself in front of a lot of these consumers that just have no idea what advertisements are and they don't care anything about advertisements like um, our generation, a little bit you know older or whatever, where we were used to having to sit through a bunch of commercials and, and things like that. So just on that level, it's something to consider as long as what I said at the beginning and what you've echoed and, and you've talked about throughout this episode is that it needs to actually be authentic and make sense. You can't just slap something on there and say, we're good. We have some cause behind our purpose behind our brand. Um, we're going to throw it on the label with a fancy icon and good luck. Right. It's, you know, this, this industry, um, I was just thinking in terms of when you're talking, like what could you do? What type of causes make sense in this industry? And one thing that I think within this industry that people suffer with more than we'd like to admit or more than maybe is apparent is like you talk about this, we talk about mental health quite a bit um, in today's world and how in the fitness industry, everything, everything is sort of like the self-image and people struggle with mental health and fitness every day. It's like if you're not looking to your part, I mean, there might be, I, I guarantee there are brand owners out there themselves who suffer from mental health issues. Like they, they have a hard time looking in mirrors. Like there's an opportunity there. I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities that we could do. I, mean, I, I think of like Sam Strange and Pitbull Labs. He created that whole brand based on like what he wanted to do. He is a, a Pitbull Lab owner himself, owner, and, and he like fosters many of them because he loves the animal, donates, I think it's like a dollar per unit, or, or he did when he launched the brand, um, to rehoming Pitbull Labs. Like There are people who look at that, and they'd be like, okay, the product's cool, the cause, the why behind this is super cool. He, he rehomes them himself. Pitbulls are kind of like a fitness dog. I mean, if you think about like what dog represents us in fitness and, and like bodybuilding, it's like the pitbull is the, the dog to do it. But there, I'm not saying you have to, again, not saying you have to create your whole brand around a cause, but like there's no, no reason why we can't do a little bit more in it. Like why we just have to be so, so money driven and greedy when there's an opportunity. Like if you really are money driven and greedy and you want to grow your business, then you can grow your business as long as you're authentic and tying it back to a cause. And I guarantee, um, you know, Josh mentioned that there's probably brands out there doing it, but they're not, they're doing a really bad job of communicating it. That's the hardest part of this though. I think the hardest part of this whole thing is how do you communicate that? come off authentic and not come off as you're just doing this because you want to grow your business. 
And that is something that's, that's difficult. And I know that's what, what Matt struggled with at performance. He said to me, too, he's like, how do I come out and tell people about this without them thinking I, this is my like, alternative motive to grow performance, the brand? Like, but he, he, he didn't have an alternative motive because he was putting all the profits back into the FitOps Foundation to fly all these people to these camps and put them up in, in these barracks and feed them and have them go through all this training. And, then, and to your point, and I said the same thing, I like, you have to talk about it. I think once upon a time, we, we as a society do not like to pat each other on the shoulder. Like, we don't like to pat ourselves on the back for, for, for good. But there came a point in time where we had to. You have to start to pat yourself a little bit on the back because if you're doing good and you're not telling anybody about it, great. That's, that's very noble of you. Being anonymous is fantastic. But if we also don't know about the cause, we can't help you achieve that goal. We can't, as a, as a, as a consumer, as a society with wallets who are buying your product, we cannot help you in your mission to grow that cause if we don't know about it. So if you're listening to this and you are part of a cause with your brand, like you need to tell people about it. I'm not saying stand on top of a big box and be like, hey, look at all this stuff that we're doing. There's a way to do it uh, in, a, in a manner that makes sense, whether it's come on this podcast or podcast or you put some PR out through some third-party platforms or whatever it might be. Like there's a way to do it uh, that works, but you, ne- you need to tell people. Like you literally need to tell people, and I totally understand that is the most difficult thing to do. And Josh, I want to kick this back to you because – You've worked with brands and you've come to this conclusion like we should tie it into a cause. Like, How do you communicate that in an authentic way in which you don't come off as some person or some brand who's just leveraging some type of campaign or cause to grow your base business? I mean, I think you have to get as raw as possible to really tell somebody uh, it in a way that they're going to feel it like you do because you had some reason, some something that was stemmed in your life that, that created this need to live by purpose and if you can't explain that to people in an effective way that also kind of creates a tribe around that and kind of creates a a movement that people want to share it and people want to be a part of it then it's never going to really get to the point where it needs to go and what i've found more times than not is the entrepreneur just doesn't want to get in front of the brand or in front of everything and to your point a lot of it comes down to just they feel like it's like an ego thing. Like a lot of times they don't want to get in front of the brand at all. And also it's a lot around like fear or just being scared because they've seen how other maybe entrepreneurs that have tried something similar, other businesses maybe that they um, have watched from the sidelines on, um, maybe have gotten tore up about certain things. And what I'll kind of always tell them is that if you're telling this in an authentic way, like if whatever you and I are discussing and what we're kind of working on is actually – as authentic as, as how you're displaying it to me, then you should be fine because there shouldn't be any fear in you telling your unique, authentic story behind it. Mm-hmm. If there is a subsection of people that want to tear it down, let them just be trolls and let them do their thing. Who cares? But people that actually see it for its raw intent and actually connect it through everything you're doing, then those are the people that are going to be a louder voice overall and, and kind of create um, some momentum mm-hmm. for you. And if you to your point, if you don't get out there and start this process and you don't champion it yourself, how are you going to let anybody else kind of get around it? You're just always never going to get to the point where you want it to be at. Right. Um, want to kind of like make a point um, because I know there's like a big kind of trending topic that's going on in marketing as well that I think people for some reason connect with is that this idea of like woke marketing um, or like socially conscious type of marketing, and this is being famous 
uh, by like the Nike campaign that they had with like Dream Big, mm -hmm. or you had the Gillette one where they were talking about uh, what a man should be like. This whole um, you know kind of idea of, of men need to get away from uh, you know this this kind of mindset that that created the Me Too movement, um, and that is much different than like what we're talking about here. Those things are not necessarily the same thing. Mm -hmm. What I'll say is that if a brand does go out and take a socially conscious type of approach to anything that's going on, a contemporary subject that's going on, and they are not authentic to the rest of like what they're doing. Like if they're throwing stones in a, in a glass house type yeah. of situation, like you'll be outed in such a way that will make you uh, go in, inside your room and cry because <laughs> like the, the world in which we live in today um, will find any little imperfection about you and tear you up about it. So it's one of those things where um, if you're going to take an approach like woke marketing or, or whatever that you have to really make sure that you um, are living that through and through. So, but it's a little bit different because you're not necessarily like they can be connected in some way because like if you were going to go out and try to maybe support um, something around maybe um, gender um, inequalities or something like that, and then you're going to give um, proceeds to maybe a women's entrepreneurship um, fund or something like that, like you could connect that. That actually might have some small connection to it, but for the most part, those ideas are generally different because yeah. what we talked about before, like can't just. A marketing campaign doesn't necessarily mean that you have um, like purpose behind your brand. It just means that maybe you have um, you, you have an idea that you want to um, use your business to help support, and that doesn't necessarily like General Mills doesn't necessarily um, have their whole brand built around mm -hmm. that one campaign. But that campaign did a lot of great, and it was more general anyways. Mm -hmm. So that it, it just a, kind of was out there for them. Um, so just kind of ideas to think about, and yeah. I don't want people to can like connect the wrong things together and start to think we're talking about um, the Gillette ads. We're talking about that's that's a totally different approach to marketing. Mm. The other the, the final takeaway I have here as we wrap this show up is you do not have a cause marketing or a cause that you support if you're just offering a discount to military personnel, police forces, firefighters. All right, if you offer a 30% discount and free shipping to military bases and those in the US military, that is not the definition of cause marketing. Okay. Anybody can do that. Um, and here's the thing, most brands that offer that 20, 30% discount match that discount with sales throughout the year. You know, your, your black Friday sale, 35% off, whatever it is like that. That's a nice to do. Don't get me wrong. That is nice to offer free shipping to military bases. It's nice to offer a significant discount to our U S men and women in the military. That's not cause marketing. So if you think, if you're listening to this and be like, well, we already do this. We, we give 30% off of these people. That's, that's not the case. Like that's not how this works. You get, you're not going to tie a campaign around it. And I see a lot of people tout that. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a great thing. I think it's a fantastic thing that you offer that discount to, to those in the military. But what can you do like, to really make an impact? Like, How are you making an impact? You're saving them a few dollars. Great. Nothing wrong with that. But are you making an actual impact on, on whatever that is? Like, What's that cause? There's no really cause there. You know, Going back to Matt Hesse's Fitouts Foundation, what's the cause? Saving people's lives, literally saving people's lives through finding purpose in fitness because if they did not have that, what would they, what, what's their alternative? We know what the alternative yeah. is, 25 per day, way too many. So um, there, I'm not saying everybody has to create a campaign or create a cause like that. Like that's, that's very true to him. That's an authentic campaign. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it, a huge supporter of it. That's why we talk about it. But there, and I'm not saying everybody has to do a cause marketing campaign, but if there's an opportunity and you're passionate about something as a brand owner, as a business, you're really passionate about something, see if you can find something to tie yourself to and help others in need through, your, through what you're doing. Because 
so many sports nutrition companies are doing really good things and making a lot of money. And then they put that money into really, really bad spends, like just really bad ideas on how to spend money. And there's, there's a better way to spend that money. Um, and it, it could be literally helping somebody live a better version of their life through some type of assistance. I'm not saying hand a check over to somebody in need because they're financially, you know, their bank account is zero. That's not what I'm saying. But everybody has, everybody has something that they're passionate about. I mean, it, it, whether you lost a relative to an illness, um, suicide, whatever it might be, there's a lot of things out there. Just And if you don't have one, that's fine. Okay, that's, I don't want to say you're a bad person for not doing it. But I'm just saying I think our industry is so behind the curve of the eight ball on this. I mean, we have an opportunity, a $40 billion industry or whatever we are. There's a lot of money um, that, we're, that we're just pocketing or hanging on to. There's an opportunity for us to do some good as a fitness community. And I'd like to see us come together as a community, some of the brands, or even something like Christ, what Mark Lobliner did a couple of years ago, um, the, the boxing thing, uh, where, they, where he had everybody get together and donate to the Semper Fi Foundation. I think they, they, they raised like... $50,000 or something like that. I can't remember the amount, but it was, I remember I donated the cause um, and they tried to do it a second time. It just was a lot of work and effort because he was doing everything by himself. But maybe it's not, you know, not necessarily tying your brand to it or marketing campaign. But maybe you can go out and raise awareness and money. Use, use, your, use your social status on Instagram <clears throat> to help something because that also is, is very motivating. And then in, in turn, that does tie back to your brand. Like in Mark's case, him and Katie put in so much time and effort and their own money but when they came out of that, like they looked really good, and they and they actually cared about the campaign that they were doing. So I was I was very proud to be able to contribute to that and support that cause. And I and kudos to a guy who's a CEO, full time father that was able to dedicate more time to organizing this crazy event to raise money for for the Sample Five Foundation. Yeah, I just want to kind of make one note, and we've talked about this on a previous podcast around just like the purpose of a, of a business. And for the longest time, you know, Milton Friedman was saying it's all about just maximizing um, profit and, and kind of cash creation and things for um, the shareholders. And then recently, you know, a, a business committee has, has kind of changed that a little bit, saying that it needs to be uh, the purpose needs to be geared around um, creating value through the whole like chain of the economy. And, and this goes to more than just your particular brand. You need to be um, thinking about how do you leave this world better than you kind of came into it. Um, and if you have this business that you're pouring your heart into to make it work, um, and it might be good just to start to think like, can I give back in certain ways to make this bigger than just me, make mm -hmm. this bigger than just my particular financial goals. Um, and if you're able to do that in some way that's authentic, I think it can provide you with a lot of benefit in today's market. Yeah, 100%. Love to hear your guys' feedback. And let us know if there's brands out there that you purposely buy because they actually get behind one of these causes. Like That's interesting, too. Uh, if you're a sports nutrition brand that does this and you, you listen to this show, and like leave a comment on our Facebook because Josh and I might not even – like literally, we know of less than a handful of companies actually that tie themselves to a cause and that can prove – that they're actually helping this cause. You can make sure you download or stream us on uh, all the platforms around, including iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure you give us a review and rate us on those. It helps out the algorithm so more people can discover the podcast. Make sure you're following us along on social media. 
over at Facebook. Josh Shaw has his own personal page as well with a bunch of videos. I think he does like two a week. It's insane the amount of content that you put out. Um, obviously, we put out content too, just not at the level of Josh in terms of video. A lot of ours is written content. But um, if there's any questions or any input you have on future episodes, make sure you drop that note as well. Otherwise, Josh, any parting words for any, any parting wisdom words, if that makes sense for the listening I don't. Audience? But you did undersell the amount of content that I'm putting out because I'm putting out three videos a week. So look at that. I yeah, stand. I mean, like I'm overachieving right now. I it must um, be it must be all that Taco Bell. If, <laughs> if you guys don't, if you guys need to listen to uh, a previous episode. Plus, follow Ryan and I on our personal Instagram pages. We tend to uh, find some interesting, funny things that have been brought up in our podcast, and we like to uh, joke back and forth with each other. So it's always entertaining to do that. There was a guy on uh, the was it the Sunday, or Monday Night Football game yeah. that said his body was built by Taco Bell, and it just <laughs> resonated with me. <laughs> Josh's body is built by Taco Bell too. I mean, they they haven't sent them free stuff yet, but hey, maybe after this, maybe after this podcast, you'll get. Uh, I don't even know what they make anymore. I don't even know what they make anymore. They make they make delicious um, food that resembles cat food, but it's great. Podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.